Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 115. I'm Scott Davenport. This episode is about camera body upgrades. Should you do it? And if so, why? Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. The topic for this episode is inspired by a listener question. And let me say up front, I love questions because they make me think about photography, my relationship with photography, and sometimes make me question my biases, my habits with photography. So if you've got a question, hit me up, use the contact form on my website, link is in the show notes, and ask your question. Messages come straight to me. So a few weeks back, I got this question from Joel, a longtime friend of the show, and he asked, what would motivate you to upgrade your camera body? Well, Joel, I'm going to answer that question in this podcast and also give some food for thought about buying a new camera body because it is an inevitable question all photographers face. Should I upgrade my camera body? If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating and especially a review for the podcast. It helps in mysterious ways that I can't quite explain. But uh, you can uh, leave a review and a rating directly in iPhone or Mac OS podcasts app or on the web through podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. So to Joel's question, what would motivate you to upgrade your camera body? little context. You know, I met Joel a few years ago, back in 2019 in Big Sur, California, one of my workshops. And in 2019, I was shooting with a pair of Sony A7R II cameras. At the time, those camera bodies were about four years old. Well, fast forward another four years to 2023, and yep, you guessed it, I am still shooting with that same pair of A7R IIs from Sony. Yeah, eight years, the same camera bodies, and they continue to serve me well. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while or follow my work on YouTube, my website, you know that I've used these cameras for a long time. I've talked about this before. And I know that they won't work forever, right? Hardware breaks, batteries will get harder to find. I know that I can't ride out the rest of my years in photography on the backs of these Sony A7R2s, but why haven't I upgraded? What's keeping me on these Sony cameras? Now that's the heart of Joel's question. And let me reframe it slightly to talk in a little more general terms for the podcast here. Why do photographers upgrade their camera bodies? And there are certainly reasons we upgrade our camera bodies. I think they fall into a few big buckets. So let's go through each one here. The first one is the obvious reason something breaks. I just mentioned that a moment ago. You know, your camera body stops working or you have a, a field accident and the body can't be repaired. It's time to get a new one, plain and simple, right? And when you are faced with the undeniable reality that you need a new camera, the one in your hands no longer works, that's when you're likely to look at a newer camera body, not necessarily just replace what you have with the same model. Uh, and you would look at whatever camera line you're in, Nikon, Canon, Fuji, Sony, Olympus. What's the, what's the newer models? Um, maybe that's the time you're making the jump from DSLR to mirrorless. Depending on your lens investment, 
you might consider changing camera brands altogether. I did that uh, you know, back in 2015. I went from Nikon to Sony. I had a small amount of Nikon gear, and I moved from DSLR into mirrorless and went full in on Sony. And when you're looking for that new body, you know, maybe it's just a newer body, not necessarily the, the, the tip of the spear, you know, the flagship camera from whatever company you're looking at. It could just be newer and new to you. But the, the first reason that we would uh, upgrade a camera body is uh, that external force, a broken camera. That's a motivator to get new gear. The second reason I think photographers upgrade their camera body is you just want something new. This is kind of human nature. Sometimes we just want a new toy. And if you love gear, you know, love trying out new cameras, that brings you joy, or you haven't treated yourself to something in a while, have at it. That is awesome. You know, life is too short. Just have fun. I, I tend not to jump into something new like that, though. It does happen. It does happen time to time. Uh, you know, in, in my head, there are two like mini personalities that have this tug of war when it comes to, uh, to certain things. Certainly photography is part of that. You know, the first personality is rational, logical. Research is done. The pros and cons of something are weighed. They're calculated. Decisions are made on you know, data. That data is thoughtfully considered. Order, structure. That, that sort of uh, personality. I call that guy Albert, you know, like Albert Einstein. I call that guy Albert because he's, he's really thinking about things. Then there's this other personality, you know, the lizard brain, the, the, the thing that just says, ooh, look at that. That's new. It's shiny. I want that thing, and I want that thing right now. Life would be so much better when I have that thing in my hands. You know, that sort of, uh, of reaction. I call that guy Rex. Um, well, you know, sometimes Rex wins. Now, Rex rarely makes a good purchasing decision in my experience, and I'm thinking of one in particular. It isn't a new camera body, but I'll, I'll share the bad decision with you. Um, I bought this device that would assist with time-lapse photography. You know, you, you connect it up to your camera through the USB port, and it can drive exposure, aperture, ISO, all sorts of things, and do it over a time series using information that the camera is metering with, you know, kind of help you get those holy grail type time lapses where you go from day into night or night into day, and you don't have to adjust the camera manually. You let the device do it. And this wasn't a, a break the bank thing, but you know, it was a few hundred dollars. And I've used it exactly once. It turns out I don't have the patience for day-to-night or night-to-day time-lapse. This thing is in a box or a bag somewhere, you know, someplace in the Rex boneyard. But, you know, but back, back to camera bodies, you know, that simple reason that we want something new. Human desire is indeed a strong motivator. That's a reason for photographers to upgrade a camera body. I, I've been using this thing for a while. I'd like to try something new and you know work with something different, just maybe just to shake things up. So that's reason number two. The third reason a photographer would upgrade a camera body, and this is a broad category, and it's the one that I fall into. Your current camera is somehow limiting your photography. There's some technical boundary 
that prevents you from making the photos you envision. Or thought of another way, a newer model camera has a feature that solves a problem for you. And the solution to that problem is worth the price of an upgrade to you. The feature that gets you to open your wallet will depend on your style of photography. Right? You know, maybe it's an AI feature in the camera body, like subject tracking or eye autofocus, like recognizing birds in flight or cars moving, trains zipping around. You know, if you photograph moving subjects, busy cities, wildlife, that sort of stuff. Maybe it's an articulating screen. You know, depending on how you like to frame up your photos, really low, very high, you need a screen that rotates in all sorts of directions so you can see the compositions, even if your camera isn't at eye level, be able to set focus and all that. That could be a feature that solves a problem for you. Maybe it's the resolution that the camera can deliver. You need to do or want to do larger prints and software upscaling isn't quite getting you there, whatever it might be, you know, you know your problem space best and how you work around it today and what would solve it for you if you had a new camera body. So here, here's an example from my camera body history. Now I mentioned the Nikon to Sony jump and that was really more of a, uh, a lot of things, you know, DSLR to mirrorless, crop sensor to full frame, a lot was going on at that time. But even with my Sonys, before I bought the Sony A7R2s, I had an A7R. It's a good camera, decent sensor, captured great photos. It's a little clunky as a mirrorless goes. Uh, you know, they've come a long way in the last decade. But the A7R sensor had some dynamic range limitations. There were certain scenarios that it was a problem. You know, I'm a landscape photographer and photographing at sunrise or sunset and you're composed where the sun is in the frame or just outside the frame, I would often have to turn to bracketing to capture individual images and then blend those later to get a final image. Yeah, you know, HDR, basically, or some kind of exposure blending, even not necessarily HDR processing, but some type of blending. Now, that's workable for many kinds of scenes, but I photograph at the ocean a lot. And if you've ever tried to do an HDR with the ocean involved, it's a challenge. The bulk of the ocean is ghosted because, well, waves are definitely moving between the frames. And in general, I've just not liked the look of HDR on seascapes. So the dynamic range posed a problem for me with the A7R when I'm photographing you know, in a genre that I work a lot in, seascapes, you know, at sunrise and at sunset. So when the Sony a7R II came out, that sensor was markedly improved. I got one, I was very happy with how it performed. I was out of the business of bracketing because I had to bracket. I can still bracket if I choose to, and sometimes I'll do that mostly to make sure I leave a scene with a good exposure not because I need multiple exposures to make the image that I want. It's, it's more of a crutch. I'll make sure I have the exposure, and when I'm back in post, I'm generally tossing away two out of the three brackets. So the new camera body was a solution to a problem I had that was well worth the cost of the camera body upgrade to me. Saved time in the field. 
saving storage space, you know, memory cards, computer storage, you know, way fewer brackets to capture. That means fewer images, that's less time culling and organizing, less time processing, because I have the right frame that I need for the photo, and I work on that and I'm done. All things added up, solving that dynamic range problem for me was, uh, was really worth the camera body upgrade. Now to bring this back to, to Joel's question, which was directly you know, to me, what would motivate you to upgrade your camera body now? I'm still sitting pretty on the A7R2s eight years in, and I've passed on quite a number of features in the Sony A7R line. There was pixel shift technology for you know, high megapixel images out of a, a single frame, autofocus improvements, uh, AI for human eyes, faces, animals, trains, birds, cars, all sorts of things are going in there. Larger batteries. Uh, the, the A7R2 batteries are kind of small. The newer Sonys have a larger battery, less battery swapping in the field, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. A better low light performance. The weather sealing has gotten better on the newer Sony bodies. And none of those have been enough of a draw to make me upgrade. Not because they're not good features, but when I measure them against my photography and the current problems I have, those aren't really solving anything for me. I'm actually pretty darn happy with my landscape work and my Sony A7R2s. The weather sealing, that was a close one since I do photograph at the ocean, and, you know, sometimes in the rain. You know, but a $5 rain bag over the camera, you know, solves the bulk of that problem, and it's a lot less expensive than a new camera body. And the larger battery was a, a second one that was, hmm, yeah, maybe. But for me, I have four other Sony camera bodies. They all use the same battery. Currently having that same battery size where I get, you know, I can get an army of 10 batteries and it can serve all four of my cameras. That's a benefit to me. That's, that's not a drawback. That's a benefit. So, you know, at some point I know I won't have that luxury of a single battery type, but right now, I'm, I'm good. I, I can bring, you know, a, a big bag of batteries and whatever camera needs one, just grab the one next one in the bag and, and toss it in. The rest of those features, they aren't solving a problem for my current photography. And let me emphasize that phrase, current photography. That's the key point. And I think this is really, you know, the answer to Joel's question. What would motivate me to upgrade my camera body? I think if I were to shift my genre or expand my genre from just landscape to, say, action or wildlife. And that would motivate me to get a new body because a change in genre brings a new set of challenges, a new set of problems, a newer camera body with newer features. Like take wildlife, for example, pretty closely related to, uh, to landscape. You know, I need faster autofocus with AI assist that finds subjects, tracks them, locks on them faster. You know, rapid fire on the shutter, and the camera keeps up, adjusting, readjusting focus on the subject. If I can keep that subject in the frame, I can rely on the camera to find that subject, focus on it, and get the shot. So I think that's the answer for me. What would motivate me to upgrade? I'd need to expand beyond uh, the landscape work that I do. And uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. It all comes back to that third reason why photographers would upgrade a camera body. You know, your current camera is somehow limiting you and your photography. What you want to capture is uh, just 
out of the technical reach of the camera you're using currently. So Joel, um, that's my take on your question. Um, I hope you enjoyed that answer. Let me recap those things, like you know, the three the three reasons I think photographers upgrade camera bodies. One, the obvious one, something breaks. Your, new, you know, your camera doesn't work anymore. Time to get a new one. The second one is human nature. You just want something new. Sometimes we want to treat ourselves to something new. And for photographers, that could be a camera body. And the third is there's some technical limit that your camera is imposing on you that's preventing you from making the photos that you want to make. And what that limit is will really depend on your style and your genre of photography. Thanks again for the question. And for all of you, if you're thinking about a camera upgrade, I hope this gives you some food for thought. A bit of studio news, although this didn't really happen in the studio, but, uh, but I thought I'd share this because it's related to the, the question about camera bodies. Because as I thought about Joel's question, the idea of expanding my photo genre kind of stuck with me. And it led me to take on some experiments with my a7r2 camera bodies and let me give you a, a little context for why i'm thinking about this in the last episode i gave you a rundown of my 2024 workshop schedule and if you missed that i'll drop a link in the show notes to that episode one of the workshops is an expedition to antarctica which i am super excited about and that is going to be a different type of workshop than let's call it my traditional landscape workshops. Yes, there'll be great landscapes in Antarctica, though the shooting style will be different. A large portion of the workshop, most of it, is on the ocean. Now you're on the main ship, you're in a zodiac. That's going to mean a lot more handheld work. You're not planting a tripod on a boat. It doesn't matter because the ground beneath you, aka the boat, is moving. The tripod will not help you there. There's also wildlife. Penguins for sure, seabirds, seals, probably some whales. You know, the workshop spills over into that wildlife category. That's bumping up against a new genre for me, faster moving subjects, at least faster than what I'm accustomed to photographing. And so I wanted to see, well, how is my A7R2 going to work? How is it going to behave? Is this an area where I might want a new camera body for this style of shooting? So I took one of my a7r2 cameras, mounted a 70 to 200 lens on it, my longest lens that I have, and I configured it for you know rapid fire shooting, you know the shutter priority, auto ISO, burst mode, continuous autofocus. The a7r2 does have uh, a level of subject tracking. I headed down to the ocean uh, in San Diego, but to photograph the pelicans. I've seen the pelicans a lot over the years photographing seascapes. Early in the morning, late in the afternoon. They make these swooping runs along the coast, hunting for their next meal or snack. And that's a fast subject, a great test for my camera body. Can the A7R2 keep up? And it did all right. It performed respectively. I missed a number of shots for sure. And some of that I'll chalk up to my inexperience with bird photography. But some I will chalk up to an older autofocus system. I relied on the camera to find focus and track a subject, and I got a couple of keepers. And, and you can see one of those keepers on the podcast post for this episode on my website. Instinct tells me that a camera body with a newer focusing system 
better features, some of that AI for detecting birds, subjects, faces, eyes, those types of things, that would perform better. And I know Sony has put those types of features into newer bodies in the last several years. So I'm not quite ready to get a new camera body. I want to repeat this experiment with another Sony camera I have, the A6400. That body, I, I, I normally use it for filming, like you know, video work when I'm out in the field, but it's also a very capable still camera. It has a newer focusing system. Not the newest, it's certainly uh, not the, the latest and greatest with all the AI technology in it for detecting subjects, but it does have a refreshed focusing system, certainly newer than my A7R2. So I'm going to give this one a try, kind of repeat the experiment, and and then gauge whether or not, hmm, would I, would I need to get a camera body? Would I want an extra one, a newer one, uh, specifically for this Antarctica trip? But maybe it would be my foray into starting to capture more you know, wildlife or more moving subjects. That's going to do it for this episode of the Stop Down Photography Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for those that are supporting the show through comments, reviews, shares. Uh, I really appreciate each and every one of you that take the time to send in a question, make a comment about one of the episodes. Uh, it, it lets me know that there uh, there are there are people that like listen to this. They 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 like it. They they want more. It's 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 great to hear from you. And again, if you've got a question that you would like my take on or an answer, shoot me a message. You know, I'll usually uh, respond in a, in a day or so through email, so you're not going to have to wait around for the next episode of the podcast to, to hear an answer. Uh, but it, it may end up being uh, the next topic for the next episode of this podcast. And I do hope that this uh, helps you if you are thinking about another camera body. Well, now you have... Uh, you know, maybe a little more, a little more information to uh, to make a decision if you're if you're trying to uh, stave off the Rex part of your brain in favor of Albert, uh, then uh, then maybe this will help you out. And until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun. <laughs>